0: Next up, we have uh, three gentlemen joining us at the podium. We have Brutus Canerate, who's our DPW director, and he is joined by uh, two of his colleagues. We have Mr. Carlos Ribello, who is a highway and grounds superintendent, and Tony Brudetta, the assistant superintendent for highway and grounds. They're joining us tonight for their snow and ice removal program or, as it's affectionately known within the town of Franklin, the snow presentation. So without further ado, I'll take it over to you, Brutus.
1: Thank you. Mr. Chairman, how are you? Doing well, sir. I got to tell you, start out, you've you got a good food guy. <laughs> I mean, I went to school in the 80s and like, I remember they came out with the processed chicken McNuggets and whatever they call them. <laughs> sure, they
2: that's, that's awesome, you guys are doing that stuff. I mean, you were talking about expanding, I mean, I'm sure the guys down at the Department of Public Works was like, you know, you can expand oh, down there I'll, I'll send
0: you the link, Carlos, because there's an adult order uh, yeah. form you could fill out to get. To get like, to I found a new place for lunch. <laughs>
1: So, anyways, um, I was, you know, talking to the superintendent. We have we have a pretty good relationship. I know a lot of you folks are new, so I thought we'd come good idea to come in um, and give you what we do at the snow program because um, we have a lot of clientele that like overlap, and uh, you know, they're not calling me; they're calling you about the conditions. So this way, you get a pretty good understanding of what we do out there, and um, you know, we have a plan for everything. So I've, I've been the public works director here for. Um, almost 18 years next month. Uh, Carlos has been working with me for 14, and um, Tony's uh, actually a product of the Franklin School System. Mm-hmm. He, uh, While I was in college, he worked at one of our summer health programs. You might be familiar with that. A lot of students come and work with us, and um, while I was in college, he came back and uh, liked it so much, and now he's uh, moving up the 12, old years. Yeah, 12 years here, so it's uh, he's an excellent asset to our department. Um, check this is, these priorities, snowmobile the priorities. Um, these are these established before I got here. Um, the roadways are always done first. And then, secondly, be the public buildings and schools. And then, finally, the sidewalks. Um, these were established, like I said, before I got here. And it was done by the administration, the school department, police department, of the priorities. Number one. So, our goals is as um, the department always going to be prepared. What we want to do is try to respond with the appropriate resources in a timely manner. Um, Ensure that emergency vehicles can always respond during snow and ice events. I mean, that obviously makes sense to get the ambulance, the fire trucks, everything like that. Um, Provide safe passage of vehicles during snowfall. And have roads cleared, i.e., showing some asphalt, less than one inch of snow and ice within four hours at the end of the storm. I'll go through that, it's a a pretty daunting task that we do, but that's what's expected of us and we try to meet that. It's also very expensive to do it that way. So in um, FY24, um, our budget approved budget is about 1.4 million, um, $650,000, that's just for salt. In FY23, we only had 18 events. We had 14 inches of snow, and we uh, spent about four $550,000. And of that, it was almost $430,000 was spent just on the snow. It's not typical. I mean, we tried to do a running average. Obviously, last year, um, uh, I don't think you and I mean, talked that much. You know, I mean, we talked during the day, but uh, when Ms. O'Hearn was here, we'd be calling each other at 4 o'clock in the morning, and we talked a lot more through the years. So um, the last year we didn't re- really represent what we do, but it's typically we spend about a million bucks, million two, and, and average, anybody you know how much snow we typically get a year? 44 inches, that's the average. Here's one for you, what's the percent that it's going to be a white Christmas? What do you guys think? than 20. It's about 20%. So, uh, and it's looking white.
2: <laughs> a couple snowflakes, we we'll think yeah. there's
1: snowflakes.
2: We don't like <laughs> snow. <laughs> just so you know that, we don't, we don't like <laughs> it. You don't, we don't get overtime,
1: we get at work and stuff like that. So, um, road salting, um just kind of this with you folks. So, our mixing rate is 100% salt. Um, when we first got here, they typically put, in um, the old days, some folks, were, they put sand out there. The problem with sand is, is it's a lot cheaper than salt, but we have to clean it up because of environmental impacts. And what happens is that salt or the sand on the road, it actually would pick up the oils and fuels that come off cars, and then you'd have to collect it. So you know it's $5 to put out, a ton. It costs us a lot of man hours, and it costs over $80 to get rid of it. So we have to sweep it all up, um, you know, to catch basins and clean everything up. So pollution, we don't, want to, we don't want to end up in our water system. We don't want it to, onto the rivers and stuff so that's why we don't use sand um, the tough thing about salt i will say is that a lot of people are out there they don't know that we were out there at times because you know we won't put the salt down depending on different types you can't always tell because it's you know depending on the color of salt that goes and goes in the snow they think the, we haven't been out there well we've been out there and we've taken care of it, it takes different times to react it so one of the things um that uh, i i implemented in town is we've called a five-truck route, it's actually six, uh, versus treating the whole town. When I first got here, they would treat the whole town. So if they called and it was going to be an ice event or something like that, or pre snow they go out and treat the whole town. And that would take 14 sanders, um, basically 21 employees, 400 yards of salt, about 30 grand. So basically, it cost us about $34,000 to treat the town. Um, five-truck route uh, is what we did, is we looked at the town, and what areas were, um, priorities. Now, there's obviously the main roads, the hills, uh, the downtown area, you tend to get more traffic. I mean, it, I think you know the standard demographics of Franklin. Um, we're a very suburban community. Um, most of our roads are subdivision. We're the, we're the loud, largest town land area-wise in um, Norfolk County. Um, we have about 280 lane miles of road. We have 256 cul-de-sacs. So that just tells you we're really spread out. So, you know, my job is, is to provide a safe way and to, you know, be responsible with, the, with the, the funds that we have. So it doesn't make sense to go out there. I tell people all the time, you know, if, if you're driving down Jefferson Road and you're doing 20 miles an hour and you slow down, you're not going to go off the road, you're not going to total your car, you got to slow down. The fact is that people don't want to do that. They still think they can go down the road 40 miles an hour because they're driving an SUV with all-wheel drive. And uh, yeah, the vehicle can take off in the snow, but it's all about stopping. Doesn't matter what you drive, it's slowing down. So we encourage folks to slow down. So <clears> typically <throat> what happened the five-truck route, we we'll do the main roads, and depending on the conditions and stuff like that, we might do the whole town. But the idea is we're trying to save salt and also try to protect our drinking water.
2: And the majority of the time we're doing that five truck, we're doing school park lots, town park lots, those are kind of included in that also.
1: Yeah, they're always they're always being done. And this is one of the things I put out there. Um, I've been a big advocate. This is uh, environmental concern. Because, you know, I wear two hats in town. We're doing the public safety as far as the roadways, but I also run all your drinking water in town, where it comes from. So back in 2000, um, so salt levels have been slowly rising and in town. So DEP, EPA recommends less than 20 parts per million. Now, it's not considered um, a type of, it's under control, just a recommendation. So you can see in 2000, um, we were less than 20 parts, and slowly it's been coming up. And last year, you know, we're up to 66 parts per million. And that's that's in your drinking water, because we have to use so much salt, because that's what the public demands. Uh, you know, I've talked to the council about it. They said, you know, we can use less salt, you know, take longer to clear stuff, take longer to get schools open, whatever it might be. But they don't always want that. The general public want to be able to drive around during snowstorms. And we have to use more salt because of that. So, plowing. So, as public works, we put about 35 pieces of DPW equipment on the road at one time. That's costing me around $1,500 an hour. We also hire about 80 to um, uh, 100 pieces of equipment, which costs over $10,000 an hour every time you see those. We're out there running those things. You might have noticed that we're always short plow drivers. Have you seen that? This is not everybody is no one wants to plow anymore it's it's awful work um it's less time consuming work i think you just know just folks are getting out of it um businesses that used to do it um they're getting out of it because of the insurance costs um, they can't find employees to work it's tough on the equipment It all rots them out so and i think you see the construction say generally in the construction industry a loader that might be sitting like in the old days like here going out to the plow. they're still working out there now because they can't there's so much work out there so that's what we're competing against. Um, sidewalks. So we have 35 miles of sidewalks identified for solo, snowmobile operations. I can tell you that since I've been here, we've never added sidewalks. Like, there's been new sidewalks in town, we haven't added them. Um, they are school walking routes for my the downtown areas and the high traffic speed areas. I can tell you that we're working with the, the council right now, they're actually looking to do um, a commercial. The retail properties along um, 140. That's good. They're gonna uh, vote on the second reading, will be next week. And the idea behind that is that it'll help us uh, get the sidewalks clear faster. Um, then, my, you know, t- how long it takes depends obviously the time of storm, length of storm, type of storm, storm out. The important thing to remember is the same folks that are out plowing your roads that might be working for 40 hours, these are the same folks that have to go back out. Do the sidewalks. We don't have the luxury of having you know a second force for the folks to do it. Um, time to clear sidewalks less than six inches, snow, snow plows are used, takes about a day, give or take. More than six inches, snow, snow blowers, you can take three to five days. But, uh, so, this is one of my favorite pictures. This was a long time ago, but like everybody plows the sidewalk, plows the sidewalk, and what do you get? You get the student walking <laughs> up you, <know? laughs> you can, they say take the horse of water. What are you gonna drink? I gotta tell you one thing that um, we go back to Maureen. We kind of came up with an innovative thing, and I think we still follow it with, with the um, uh, Savinovsky. She was a superintendent here a while ago. But um, you know, to to take the burden off, um, like we all only have to do the, the two-mile school bus, and who pays and who doesn't. So when it gets to be a storm event, um, what? We, what we do, and I assume, like we still do, is we you tell the buses to pick up anybody. No matter what, if they haven't paid or not, anywhere on the route, the bus goes by, they'll pick them up. And we've even hired additional buses to pick folks up. You know, because we don't want people walking in the road. And then it's also explained pretty well that the policy is, that, you know, you don't feel safe coming to school for any reason. You're definitely not going to be, be penalized by that. So we it's been pretty, um, it's innovative, we see it different ways though because we see so many folks, they drive their kids to school too. But um, the bus thing has worked out really well and I've shared that with a lot of the communities and uh, a lot of the other communities have adopted that program too. That just, you know, someone's out there, pick them up. There's no big, you know, they're out there anyways, they're driving. So we, so we try to get them. Um, these are some of the things I'm working, um, I'm having a hard time with worker shortage. Uh, we have public work um, employee vacancies, just like you all have in your school department, everyone. You know, it's just, it's hard filling people up. Um, we got new public works employees, the old thing where, you know, guys work for the public works, they get in here you and know, work for, for 20, 30 years, that's not the way anymore. The new generational workforce, they stay three to five years, then they'll move on somewhere else typically. Not everybody, but it does happen. We have a lot of transitions down there. And it's like any all, all employees that we deal with, you know, with. A, whether it's a teacher, or a janitor, or a cafeteria worker, you know, it takes a while to train them up. They get to know what's going on, they leave. You get to bring a new person, they train them up, bring them in, go them think in. The economy's getting better, so, you know, they, they pay more money. Um, contractors can't find drivers. We have some great contractors that um, have a lot of equipment, but they can't find bodies to put in their equipment, so we can hire them. Uh, insurance costs have got up, requirements. Uh, CDL requirements, a whole other thing. That's the commercial driver's license to drive the big truck. Um, they, the federal government changed the regulations on how to attain these licenses. It's taken a little longer now. Um, we lost equipment to private properties because they can't find anybody that's allowed to use them to, to pay more money. So they're paying more money than we do. And as I said before, folks just don't want to plow anymore, you know, do the blood money. Um, effect, we have a longer timetable to clear roads, uh, more delays, cancellations of schools potentially. Um, I think... People around here for a while, I think, you know, the old days it was like, go to school, go to school, you know, get it done. I used to, you know, Carlos would always say that we never want to be the one that had to cancel because of snow, we always want to be ready. I think the the mindset of folks who are out there, you tend to lean to- more towards um, you know, canceling school or delaying school, which really helps us out. And I, I'm sure you realize that. Delaying school is not so bad, you know. The worst is the early release, and that's when we, we, we talk a lot, because, you know, you know parents might be working in towns, how to get the kids after school. I mean, they could deal with a delay. So we try not to do that, and that's where you'd be a little more cautious on that. But, um, you know, we, we talk quite a bit. <laughs> because you know what, every decision we make on Clancy School, it's wrong. You know that, right? <laughs> it's never a right decision. Everybody's a Monday morning quarterback, and they all can do it better. So, you know, that's what that, that's what uh, me and Lucas deal with <laughs> and every other superintendent. So, and everyone knows how to do our job, you know that, right? you know, um. <clears throat> So what have we done um, internally in town of Franklin? Um, we improved our union contract hours and rates. Um, so, you know, the, the the guys are getting a little more money. We recognize them, that um, they get paid a little more overtime, you know, during uh, the weekends, the after-hours shifts, because it is difficult work. Uh, we raised contractor plowing rates. Um, we reviewed our insurance requirements, actually lowered them, you know, to, to, to lower standards to get to allow more folks to come in. Um, uh, sidewalk plowing, bylaw updated, it's ongoing. We'll see what happens with that. What we've also done, we've changed our plow routes. Um, when I first got here, um, they were very confusing. I'm not going to, it's like the old way, it was all piecemeal. And, and Carlos and I worked on it quite a bit. And, um, Tony came in and um, did a great job three, two, three years ago, three years. three years ago. and we have data on the routes and now we're improving. again, we're actually got a consultant. It's going to be looking at even what we've done. and he was very impressed how far we have come with our prior routes and optimization, but they're actually going to take even a step farther. They use GIS mm-hmm. and route management and snow and type of equipment. So uh, we're going through that process right now. Uh, proper mains, calibration, of salt and equipment. Obviously, that's part of the other thing is what I got to do protect the water department. Um, we have new equipment. You might have got a lot of calls on this stuff. The truck on the right hand side, we actually can go up three to four days beforehand. And uh, depending on the type of snow, we can put liquid liquid calcium down with beet juice in it. So be, it creates that bond on the road that won't allow it to freeze and stick to the road. So. It's, it's uh, it's more economical it's more timing and it gives us better response the other thing we've also done is weather service and cameras because of technology now they will have live feeds at different intersections because we deal with sometimes that um, you know you can be down on washington street towards Woonsocket, and it could be raining and you go up on lincoln street and it could be snowing because you, you know so far away and it's like how do we respond to that so having cameras up there is really going to help
2: us and the cameras also have a surface temperature reading so which is crucial so we can see it tony and i usually monitor that all the time so we can see if it's reaching. we get alert if it goes under 33 degrees uh also with the cameras we'll be able to see if the roads are drying up or not uh, if they're still wet we get the alert it's going below 32 we know we can get salt sanders out salters out there and take care of business so some good technology
1: it's really amazing we have it in our trucks too but it's really amazing when you drive around the huge difference between 32 and 33. I mean, once it starts, it starts locking up. But at 33, you're fine. It <laughs> doesn't matter if it's 33 or 90. <laughs> you freeze it ain't freezing, but you hit that 32 mark and it's, it just starts going, so it's a uh, it's kind of thing. Um, items that affect our response, how we do things. Um, obviously, the timing of the storm, uh, the day of the week, obviously, when you think about school days, the weekends, traffic, um, hour of the day. You know, we obviously tend to get the more snow, the freezing at night when the sun's down. But, you know, when you get those, when it starts getting, particularly you guys deal with the salt thing, we're trying to get out there, you know, the freezing. It happens, you know, sometimes, typically, usually be 4 and 6 p.m., right? Once we're going we drive on the road, 4 to 8 p.m., right? So all that traffic out there, they're slowing down our salt trucks. We can't respond as quickly, we can't get out there. So we try to anticipate what we're going to do, but we also want not anticipate so much because we don't want to put down the product waste money, and, and then it doesn't go below you know, 32 degrees. A duration of the storm, you know, how long it's gonna be, we only have so many assets, so many resources, and which is our people, I mean, my guys do a great job, but you know, you can't keep them up forever, they, they need rest, they need to slow down, and we need to take care of them. Um, amount of type of precipitation, obviously um, what's has come down to the freezing rain, everything, the snow, the light stuff, that makes a big difference what happens. Temperature during the storm, um, like I said, if you rain around, you know, 30 degrees, not so bad, and it gets down really cold when it gets down to the teens. The snow, you know, you know it gets really cold. The snow blows around a lot more. You get drifting. So if you think about stuff like that. Uh, weather pattern, this is a really big one, whether it's going from warm to cold or cold to warm. And it depends on every storm is different. But if we're going from warm to cold, it's like a rain's locking up, it can lock up for six or seven days after that. So we got to make sure we have the right product now. It's clear at the right time. Other times, like you know, cold and warm is much better. Even if it's snow, we know the next day it's going to warm up a little, the sun's going to come out in the sky, it affects what we do.
2: I, can I add to I have yeah. to say, some of that freezing rain uh, with the salt applications, it's got to be one of our uh, most trying thing to do because we're having it, it's washing away the salt, it's refreezing, we're retreating. Uh, it, it's actually probably, I, I would rather have eight inches of snow, dump, let's clean it and put salt down and be done with it. But the freezing rain. Uh, is, is just a really tough thing. We've been, we've had those, and you know, people talk about uh, you know climate change and all that stuff. But the freezing rain is constantly. It's we end up spending so much money in salt, and you know, people are like, hey, you haven't treated it. it's slippery out there. and well, Yes, we did. It washed away, and then we're kind of back out there again. So, it, it, it can be really tough with the freezing rain.
1: And then obviously, thank you. The obviously the frost in the ground outside the ground. You know, if it's in the ground, it's gonna. Obviously, the, the snow and the ice is going to stick a lot more. A month in the storm is huge. Um, when you're getting a storm in November, December, you know it's all about the sun in the sky and where it's going to be. You know, if you come April, May, the sun comes up a lot quicker. You get a lot of radiational warming. It helps uh, get rid of it. I can't figure out the last one. Do you guys remember? Recent storm activity. Huh? Recent storm activity. Recent storm activities. Yeah, it, it snowed last week, right? And it so is again. Remember 2014? not, you know, 130 inches, like, every yeah. three days, you know, because that really affected how we uh, we did stuff. You know, that was kind of nice, because, you know, the public, it was so bad. They really liked us. They thanked us. They <laughs> came they're like, you know, they couldn't get you know, it out. Was, it was good. The worst thing we deal with, honestly, is, like, you know, Carl's just saying, like, the three to four inches of snow, yeah. that's the one people, they, they go mental about. You know, it's like, it should be all clear. It's doing this. My children, they just, first time driving the storm, the parking lot. I mean, it's crazy. But that's the general politics. Well, what are you doing? Um, so how do we prepare, stuff so, We're like everybody else who watch the weather. You know, we see what's going on. Equipment and readiness, we have our equipment. Always make sure everything's going. Availability, DPW pers- personnel, you know, vacancies. You know, guys might be out. Uh, we don't really allow vacations. Everybody's stuck down there all winter, no one goes away. I'm only kidding, some people get to But um. You know, contact with other departments, for the school department, police department, fire department, facilities, we talk with them, what's going on, the other issues. Recreation, a big one, you guys are part of that. We talk about they're having events, you know, at the uh, at the high school or, you know, different basketball type games. Um, you know, Franklin makes the playoffs a lot, so we get a, we get a lot of No, we do, but that affects what we have to do, because, you, know, <coughs> you know, basketball during season, when they're coming out here, we have to do. Um, availability of uh, supplies, that really hasn't been that big of a problem lately. And then uh, training and after-action reviews, and we get ready right to actually, we're constantly training, we're looking for improvements that we can do. These are a couple of things, you know, i use this as a public service announcement for you folks, too, and everybody watching at home. Pushing stones the roadway, um, you can't do that, and we hate it. Oh my, you get the road all clear, and you get people like this, they push the stone the road. and. Uh, I'm not afraid to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to uh, I'm up. You're up. Um, so winter storm overnight parking ban. this actually worked pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of communities, they'll say like the middle of November, middle of November, you can't park on the roads at all. We recognize that's a problem. So basically, the parking, of motor vehicles, the layout is between the hours of 1 and 10 AM. And that's basically at the overnight parking. And realistically, it had, You know, the first storm, no one knows about it. The Franklin police are great. They've opened warnings on all the vehicles, and it uh, doesn't happen again. Most of that stuff's downtown, and um, you know, the Dean College students, they, you know, most of those folks, they don't really know, but they, they figure it out. Second time, they definitely figure it out because we, we can do because we can. Availability salt. People, you know, used to think they could come down and the the garage and take all the salt they want. It's not safe coming down that we don't do it. DP regulations don't allow it. It's just a liability, so we stopped that a long time ago. Obviously, fire hydrants, we don't clear fire hydrants. That's, you know, we ask the residents to do that. Um, Folks are pretty good about that. Sometimes they get buried, so if you can't find it, you know there's one out there you saw in the springtime, we'll come out and find it for you. And if you want a marker, I think we put them on it. Basketball loops, uh, they're not allowed in the public right away. the obstructing the streets and sidewalks. This is one that was out there when I first got here, obviously, we can't have that. Does that make sense? You look at that, the, the truck's gonna hate it. ain't good, we have a claw around it. Uh, mailbox policy, um, we do have a running program down there. Who hits the most mailboxes, gets gets the stipend at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true, and uh, <laughs> I shouldn't even joke about it. No, and, and I, I think these guys will tell you. you need my crew—it's like you know—we do we do such a good job. The crews out there—the last thing we want to do is knock mailboxes over because it just makes us look bad as an organization. It frustrates people, but we do have a policy: if we um, if we knock over your mailbox, um, we'll reimburse you fifty dollars for it. But that doesn't make people happy that by the Walpole Woodworkers for hitting up grant. But you know, typically I will tell you the granite post people like, um, when it gets very cold, they snap, it's, it's granite, it's brittle. This might not even be hitting it, something like that, so um, most of it doesn't typically happen. So these are always my top ten complaints. Um, plows keep putting snow in my driveway right after I shovel. That is true. We make as soon as you're done shoveling we're going to fill it back up for you. We like to do that.
2: Right around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> right around the corner. Send them around.
1: Yep. yep. They're done. Because we want everybody to know that we're doing our job clearing the road, and we're filling your driveway, so it's all good. Um, my street's not down asphalt, but others are. And uh, you know, like I said, we are ideally trying to get to you know some sort of black on the road. That could be right down the center. We try to do it in four hours. And I think it makes sense if you if you live up on Salmark and you drive out, there might be a little snow on. it. By the time you get to Lincoln Street, you know it should be bare. You know that's just you because
2: know, the speed picks up.
1: It's just common sense that way.
2: And just the the traffic on those high-speed roads help activate the salt, which helps work, have the salt work better on those roads. So you you tend to see those roads to be in in much better condition because of the amount of traffic. And I think
1: that's, you know, it's one of the things, one of the things we get calls from the school department, particularly would be the high school, and middle school, is that, um, you know, we go out and treat the, we go out and treat this, uh, you know, we plow it, we treat it there might be some white on it. And, you know, I know you got a lot of folks coming in and, you know, it's not perfect. But the problem is we're treating that. And as, you know, as Carlos said, there's nothing really been activating the salt sitting there. There's no sun in the sky. By putting more salt out there, it, I can tell you, it doesn't do anything because it, it, it's a chemical reaction. So it needs the sun to come up. It needs traffic, I mean, to do it. We do, we, we do the, um, the, the best we can. I will I will tell you a story because this wouldn't happen in this town, and this public works director never did this, but this was <laughs> like about 10 years ago, They were the school department was complaining that, you know, we weren't out there. So I said, you know what, we'll go put sand in there. We'll put sand, we'll do a 50-50 mix of sand and salt. I mean, not this was another town. Another town. So this town went out and they sanded everything, 50% sand and salt, because everybody saw it, right? all brown everywhere, this is great, you got the traction. That school department calls up, well, all that sand's getting tracked inside now, and all this other <laughs> thing. So they never called again, and they, they trusted us that we knew what we were doing, so. Uh, but that's one of the things that we have to deal with, because it is, it is a perception, um, and you know, we don't want anybody to fall out there. You, you know we're, we're doing the best we can. And I will say, when we talk about the schools, the, the facilities guys, we have a great program, work of Richard Gaskin, he's the head janitor guy does an excellent job with his staff, and we we meet every year. We designate who, you know, which line. Like, you don't go over your line we take care of this, and uh, it's worked out pretty good. So um, they do a good job. Uh, The roadway's too narrow. There's only enough room for one car to pass. Yeah, sometimes that happens, and we'll go back, you know, obviously go out and open up. The snow banks are way too high. I can't see oncoming traffic. That does happen, obviously, in corners. You know, depending on the amount of snow, so we'll go down and and we'll knock the bankings down. you hit my mailbox, I can't get to my mailbox. Sometimes, like I said, when there's snow, we start getting a lot of snow, we can only go so far back. We want to, we want to clear the curb line because it's part of the drainage system, so we need to get to the curb. Hopefully most roads are revealed. They come down, so in the springtime they melt. So we try to get to the curb, but if you start getting a lot of snow, the smaller, what we call the one-trucks, like a contractor, a small one, they just can't push the snow back, so the road does get a little narrower. So we'll try to go back and clean that up. Um, can't dig, by my hydrant, we talked about that. Um, why do the plow trucks go by every hour I'm trying to sleep? Some people really think we should wait till the end of the storm and just go by once. a good four inches, eight inches of snow, because they're trying to sleep and they call them and complain about that, like, no, I got to keep going. Um, plow trucks are driving like 40 miles an hour, so I'm here to tell you I've taken through the years, I've taken city council members out because they think these trucks can go really fast. If you're walking down the road and this plow truck's coming down, it's a big truck. 25 miles an hour, it's got this big 10-ton piece of plow steel in the front, bang on the road, hitting castings. It's loud, it's scary, it really is. It sounds like it's going fast. But I can tell you, me and Tony both got CDLs, We've you can't drive 40 miles an hour pushing snow on the street in Franklin because you just can't. The snow comes over the window, you just can't physically drive. They're only going about 20, 20 miles an hour. But it, it is scary. So if any of you guys want to go for a ride in a file truck sometime, I'll take you out and show you how to do it, that way you get the right answers. And then my favorite one, people call me, when when's it going to stop snowing? I'm like, I don't know, what do you? I mean, I really don't. I mean, I'm watching a weather like you. I'm like, I wanted to stop like 10 hours ago, but it doesn't. So, um, and that's what we always say, things summer. That was <laughs> my daughter way back. that was like sixteen years ago, but uh, it's right around the corner. We were just talking the other day, all through December, so you know it's kind of like a quarter of our way to getting there. I don't know if you guys got any questions about what we do.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, my uh, my colleagues at the council always spoke so highly about the snow presentation, and uh, didn't uh, didn't disappoint. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll open the floor to any questions or
4: comments. So down this row.
0: Uh, I don't think I have any questions. I personally am hoping for some snow this winter, even (laughs) if you're not, but um, you know definitely like especially hearing about some of the new technology and stuff um, because I have also experienced certainly the the difference from one end of town to the other so that's that's super cool.
4: Yeah I appreciate what you guys do you know we do experience interesting uh, snowfalls <laughs> from time to time, um, but my experience has always been really consistent. Um, and, and the guys you yeah, have sunny out there, they've always been really polite and helpful. Um, for that plow ride along, is
1: that a 2 a.m. only kind of thing, or is that a <laughs> no? We take a few people <laughs> in the afternoon if <laughs> want. <Lawrence, though. laughs> I will add that you know, um, my wife's a school teacher; she teaches enough um, and, and and we know that Franklin has the best plow roads in the area. No one does it better than we. But, you know, I learned that a lot of teachers might be coming from Grafton, might be coming from Upton, all these other places where they don't plow like we do. So it's important to make sure that the timing and, you know, the, the, what there's going to be a, a delay and stuff like that. So, you know, we are cognizant of that. It's not just the folks driving to Franklin. It's like through, or say, through Franklin. It's people that have to get there. So we are aware of that when we deal with um, the school and everything else like that. So that's why they had that. No questions. Just thank you. Uh, The work you and your department
4: do is definitely appreciated, and uh, hopefully there is no snow. (laughs) Please. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for this presentation. Great information. Um, I'm absolutely shocked to hear that you do not in fact control the weather. So, (laughs) uh, this uh, news to me. But um, yeah, the uh, just uh, have one or a couple questions. Um, Like with the with the route designs, do those effects like which schools or which routes are certain schools that can get completed first, or is, does it depend on um, on the particular storm, or is that not mapped, mapped out always ahead of time? We
1: don't um, we don't focus like on a school because everything's trying to be done at the same time. We're yeah. trying to clear the whole town pretty much at the same time. And as is you know assets uh, come up and down, then you know because we equipment breaks, people don't show up, whatever we have to move things around. But we honestly don't say, you know, we're trying to get departments are done before Forestry. It's just it's just not that way. Um, what we do deal with, obviously, when, um, when we get towards the end, um, you know, the high schools, obviously, because they're opening first, we, we, we do look at that. We, we have to get our assets to different places. Um, the one thing that we, we have done is with the sidewalks, mm-hmm. is we try to prioritize the sidewalks, you know, even, if we have like a subset within, um, within our, the, the sidewalks are required just because of timing. And it's, you know, it's happened that, like, say on Pawn Street, for example, there's a lot of sidewalk to do out there. Um, we, if nothing else, try to get one side of the road done. You know, before we try to get, you know, everything closed once, so everybody, no matter who's walking, that we they get one side of the road, or 140, we try to do that as a priority. But we, that's one of the priorities we try to do around
4: the schools first. But, um, uh, yeah, as far as the routes during the storm, we don't. Okay, no, thank you for that, so I, I think it's it's important for the you know, community to, to know that you know, there's no way of telling which which schools are going to be done first and it's not, it's also not the case that certain schools are being, um, being picked as favorites no. over, over others. No, although uh,
1: the, the one school does get a lot of love is the whoever put that on the hill off Lincoln of Street, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know what they were thinking. But, <laughs> We get a lot of calls on that one, and understandably I mean, it's a, it's a seven degree slope, I mean it's it, it tough so you know we, we take care of that, but uh, yeah we, we were very cautious yeah, there. Yeah,
4: absolutely, absolutely. And then I, I guess just to um, follow up, kind of um, reiterate what you said before, so you, I mean, you gave a whole long list of different factors that impact how fast um, roads are able to be cleared and you, you said you had that four hour, you know, past the snow, passing into the snowfall, gold, throwing the roads. But just yeah, based on what you said, there really is no way to tell just how fast roads would be safe to drive on, even considering how um, the the degree that the snow is falling. Correct. Correct. And, and you know, and I'm very candid about saying that the
1: hardest part of my job and why I come out here and um, you know do is public education is, that, um, is is the public. It's training the public. I mean you know, until they drive off the road or hit something, you know, it's like everybody is in such a rush during, you know, I, I know I'm aging myself, but the old days, like, you know, during the 80s, I don't know, you know, people actually stayed home during a snowstorm. You know, the old jokey, and they still talk about hey, you gotta get to this food store and get your bread and milk, right? When's the last time you ever got bread and milk? Even during 2014, you can still go off. You're not home for four days. You know, stay home. and. You're doing yourself a favor by doing that, and you're doing us a favor. You're doing your community a favor because we can clear the roads, we can make them safer for everybody else, and they're not impeding what they do. And I know it's a novel idea. It's like, oh, gee, stay home, enjoy your kids, enjoy your family. It's an excuse. I'm stuck at home. You know, get them away from their phones. I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, but you know, it's like you don't have to go out during a snowstorm. And you guys have heard my messages at times, and being funny about me, you don't got to go to recycling center. They can't wait. It's fine, you don't drink at all.
2: <laughs> and then like some of our follow procedures, like if we're getting an inch an hour, we basically tell our contractors and our guys, you know, keep, get through the whole route, get one lane open. So then this way if there's an emergency and police and fire need to get to someone, they can get to that area. So we don't come down and find a road but not even one lane open. Um, you know, once the snow starts slowing down, then we can push back to the curb, really start getting caught up a little bit more. But when it's coming down an inch an hour, we just have to keep the lane open. Uh, and I know the guys have a hard time just even seeing when it's coming down that hard. But that's
4: kind of our protocols. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense, thank you. Yeah. And I think that's an uh, important message to reiterate what, what you just said, Brutus, that you know, people, all, all of us staying home, it, it helps you guys, helps face some fire, might be on the roads, and it's really a service to the, the community. So yeah, thank you for uh, this presentation and sharing, sharing this with us. Thank you. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, I, I got the pleasure of meeting with these, these guys and talking a little bit about their budget last budget season. Um, as we were concerned about the school budget as well, um, I, I hope it's not too crazy this year for you. I know snow is what you said kept you up at night. So um, recruiting is hard across the board. In my in my private job, recruiting is all I talk to managers about. It's it's a trouble. The schools it's troubled it. All sorts of services so um i guess i just wanted to ask so in 2014 you mentioned that year that was a year we tried to get an override for the town it didn't pass and since then it's been even more challenging for you guys um i guess is it safe to say that if our school budget comes up short you guys don't have any surplus to give us <laughs> I never,
1: never made money. <laughs> you can give me money. <laughs> 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 you're
4: talking I the wrong guy about money. <laughs> I'm say, yeah. just saying, I just
1: want to make it clear that there's no money anywhere. You guys are stressed out just like
4: we're stressed out.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, last year, obviously it was there was extra. And that's what we did give some money last year. A yeah. the snow fund that we did. Yeah, we will cut last year. But we, you, we, we run our budget like anything else. We're using them, you know, we have an asset management plan, we have a five year program, you know, we know what it's going to be. And, you know, this year I could be $400,000 short. Yeah, I, I just don't know. And that's not even kind of the backlog.
4: So it was sort of a rhetorical question. Yes. I didn't mean to i know. You
1: know I know that, yeah. Okay. But Thank yeah. You. That's right, yeah. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. look, I have no doubt about it. You guys does a great job. I've been uh, a resident of 15 years, and I experienced it so many times. You are the best. I really mean, appreciate that. And in terms of uh, 100% salt, do you use air with the road or will be parking lots use or 100% salt use? We use, uh, we use the same product for the road to the parking lot. Um, we do have the luxury last couple of years, they come up with a, it's, it's a spray with magnesium and um, it, it freezes at a lower temperature so when you get down into the, the teens, but it does cost more money. So um, we, we're, we're specific about when we use that. But basically when the trucks go out, they're using the, the same product most of the time. So no sanding all No. It's real, I, I can't stress enough that it's so expensive to clean up and dispose of. And um, it's another issue that we're dealing with in public works is a lot of, uh, most of all the landfills in Massachusetts, they're getting closed because of the capacity and the DEP has not um, permanent new ones, and it's not because DEP hasn't been trying, it's like no community wants it. Like, no community's gonna say, gee, I want a new open landfill, even though it's just the engineering, they're not gonna leach, so I all stuff. But where a lot of this product used to go, like the street students, they used to cap it with it, it was, a, it was an end use. But so now we gotta look at it. It was going to Vermont for a while, believe it or not, you know, everybody thinks Vermont is like the Nice place. They were taking more hazardous waste forever. I'm not kidding you. Sewer sludge. was going to Vermont, right? But now they get rid of Vermont. Vermont kind of stops, and now it's all like going up to the Midwest, going up to Ohio. You got to put on train and get up there. It's expensive. So it's another expense that you're going to be competing with for schools because we have to get rid of this stuff, and it's you know we only have so much money, and this stuff has to go, and you know treat it the right way. But uh, yeah, we did. Sand is just the manpower to clean it up. Dispose of it, it's just, it just makes no sense. They want to use salt. They want to put more salt around, so we drink it. That's my argument. So, thank you. Thank you.
3: Bruce, uh, thanks so much, especially for, uh, you know, I know there's some overlap in the audience between schools and, uh, and town council, but it definitely is, it reaches a different audience. And so I think this is fantastic. Really, thanks so much for coming down and kind of informing us and giving us this presentation. And um, I have one last question. You start sure. to talk about like, you know, like those 4 a.m. calls, you know, that you might have had with, with Dr. Hearn before. Kind of what, what's some of those, those conversations that's happening when, you know, you work with the superintendent at 4 in the morning to kind of find out are we going to be, are we going to be closing the schools? Are we going to be doing delays? What are
1: some of the items that you guys have talked about? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of private, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, used she's still laughing, really. and i uh, miss Mr. Hearn. Sarah, she's like, "Hey, honey, when I get to the (laughs) phone, we're going back and forth." But um, yeah, I think you know, and you can talk about this too. But it's like where we're at, where we're going. um, You know, he's trying to. They always want, and I say, like tongue in cheek, they want me to make the decision. I'm not making a decision because that ain't my job. But I'll tell them what the constituents are out there, what we're seeing, let them know what's going on. Um, I think it's important that we talk to, um, uh, you know. He's talking about schools. I, I actually talked to a lot of different communities, too. We can, you know, Norwood's 10 miles from here. They could have completely different, they could be raining there because they're closer to the coast, but it depends on the way things are moving, so, you know, you know how that's all going together. So, um, I, I think that's important, but yeah, we just talk about where we're at, where we're at, and the people are going. And the biggest thing we're trying to figure out is, um, is the, uh, is the delay of school, whether it's going to help me, not going to help me. Um, And it, you know, it does. So that's what we're usually trying to figure out. Stuff like that. Can
0: I add to that? Sure. You brought up a few things that I thought were important. You know, the news will sensationalize every storm. And I know that people are, we all watch it, including us. And it sounds like every single time there's going to be snowfall. It certainly gets predicted. Sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not. It's weather forecasting. One thing that I thought was very important that you mentioned was surface temp. And I can't tell you the number of times we've had conversations where surface temperature is not something often that's talked about if you're not in the snow business typically. But that has a huge impact and I'm so glad that you mentioned that and that's an indicator that not necessarily people might not know but we all know what the snowfall prediction is. The, the second piece we talked about is um, I talk to other towns, typically surrounding towns, but we are a 10 school district. Some towns have three schools, four schools, um, locally so cleaning up when you think about the volume that our department needs to clean up in the time frame now it's not always apples to apples so when you see like you know Blackstone Millville is cancelled um, sometimes we'll say why weren't we cancelled we're very we're pretty close you know we have to consider uh, those factors as well what's your local context to what you're able to do and I think that's where the communication comes in key with our folks is what are they able to do what are they able to move and then ultimately the decision lies with me, but I, I'd be foolish not to do that without consulting with our DPW, who literally has boots on the ground—not just figuratively, but in those early mornings. So I think we uh, we try to leverage delays where they make logical sense. That a delay gives time to clear out, so we can get the school day in, educate students, and not uh, prolong the, the school year or disrupt the school year more than more than needed. But I certainly we want to account for safety also. So. I think these are all the factors that go in. It's not a necessarily an exact science also when you're forecasting what conditions can be, but um, we're fortunate to have the, the, the group that we have and the team that we have to collaborate and ultimately um, for, for me to arrive to that decision. And the last thing that you mentioned, I wanted to, the timing of it and then uh, the weather pattern. I think when we see storm after storm, and the buildup, those are also factors as, you know, you might say, oh, well, uh, last time we had a storm, they cleared it, and it was done, and we moved on, but I think when you get a few in a row, that can also have a huge impact on the, the trajectory of kind of how we move how we this. I mean, a lot of it's, you know,
1: it's human nature. We'll have the first snowstorm, oh my God, people just go mental, you know what I'm saying? School, you should have canceled school. Does. If we had started having all these snowstorms, these snow days, there could be a foot of snow out there. Like we gotta go to school. And it's not a problem anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's true. You know they don't they don't care, and every and everything's fine, and um and, and that's just the way it is. The one thing I will say is that you know this this town's good about this. and, You know I've worked for five superintendents, but you know what? Um, our our success in these storms are, are based on each other. You know what I'm saying I'm, I'm not you know I'm not say set someone up or anything like that, but you know. If we, if it's called the right way, you know, that's good. He wins, I win. You know, if it's called the wrong way, I lose, he loses. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So, um, but I think we understand that, and so we're very intertwined with that because, you know, we're talking, you know, parents' perceptions were, you know, I can say stay home, whatever, but they're talking about their children. And, and you know, and everybody wants the safety. Everybody wants the safety of what they can do. And we want to provide the best safety we can. You know, I'm not, I don't want to, everything we do in town, well, I'm not trying to put out, half-assed product, I want to probably put the best product out there that I can. And that's, you know, safe schools and, and getting there and getting the kids safely <coughs> home and back. Last thing we ever want to hear, we, we hate hearing accidents. We hate feeling people. You know, what, what, what
2: can we do to make it better? And, that, and that's on every level. So we're very intertwined that way. So we, we really try to work together. And I think like some of the conversations we have, and, and it's usually the day before, we'll watch the weather, Tony and I'll watch the weather, we'll talk to Lucas. If we feel like we're gonna have ice in the morning, I'll call Lucas, I'll tell him like, hey, I got guys scheduled in for 4 a.m. so we can be here ready to go for the rush hour, uh, which kind of puts you guys at ease, that we're ready to go, and puts us at ease that we're not gonna be caught in the middle of uh, you know, an ice storm or something. So we try to stay proactive and you know schedule guys in and uh, have, that, you know, have the trucks ready to go in the morning. And we're going to make mistakes. We are.
1: That, that's just the nature of the work we do. It's like, it's not, there's no scientific way to do it. We're going to do the best we can, but you know, we're going to mess. we're going to miss something. I mean, I was running one time, guy calls up, he's like, you haven't been on my road like 12 hours. And like, he's out of his mind. We went down there, he was right. The snow was like this deep. <laughs> the contractor was lost. We had no idea. <laughs> I was working in Medway somewhere, I don't know. <laughs> we had to, Me and Dean get down there. <laughs> a and now I'm in the big truck, and then the other super digger. No one else can do it, but. So it does happen, so. But yeah, whatever. It's um, snow. <laughs> well, thank you guys
3: uh, very much. For we are now producing this well, in well, collaboration with Franklin TV on. and you know, Franklin Public Radio.